You are listening to John Gerica on SFM. All right, let's talk off-road running, racing, um, insane uh, mechanics. I think they are as well. Henny de Clack has started his campaign for the Dakar 2022. Henny, are you really starting for 2022 already? Yeah, there's a lot of preparation. Uh, I think the main thing is one's got to remember our privateers and amateurs. <laughs> We've got to ship our cars in October already. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, we're not privileged. If you, you know, if you're the Toyota Works team guys, they fly their cars out mm. so late December. We, we ship uh, early October because it's, it's quite a long shipment cycle uh, to go to, to get to Saudi. Yeah, so we start preparing the car now, testing the car, making some final changes you know um, and getting the eye in you know you want to get racing fit uh, because Dakar is such a long road uh, such a long race 11 days almost a thousand kilometers every day mm. although not a thousand racing about four to five hundred racing on average you know, so you want to be fit you know fit as possible not only physically but also racing fit from that kind of perspective yeah so we're going to start early and get going all right a lot to unpack there what is the car that you so so the car you're going to be racing at dakar in what is it january february next year is the one you're currently currently in yes yeah okay it's the yeah it's the we we call it the ama ford you know (laughs) (laughs) or the ford wagen some people call it as well (laughs) tell me why yeah, you know, they're all custom built, you know, so those cars, you know, so it looks like a VW Amarok because mm-hmm. it's a look-alike, but we're running the uh, the Mustang engine, the five-liter Coyote engine in there, sure. uh, because when I bought the car, um, that car only made from this year was the first time you could run petrol turbos, so when the car came out, uh, when I did my first Dakar in 2018, uh, it still had uh, the Audi turbo in- engine in, so mm. that's why it just looked like an Amarok. So the engine was from my family. So now the rules have changed. Right. Um, then you could we could only run V8, so we put in the Ford engine. Uh, but I'm not going to go back, you know, to a turbo yet. I don't think uh, the the age of turbo are there yet. Not for off-road racing, not such long distances mm. and so forth. Yeah, the last it, thing the last thing you want is a turbo to break a new halfway up a desert or, or something like that. Yes. Yes, yeah. Oh. I think they're too unpredictable. And, you know, there's a whole thing about fuel efficiency and stuff like a turbo under those circumstances are not fuel efficient at all. Mm. Don't think, you know, when you drive them flat out. Uh, and, and the torque, so they kept the, the power curve and the torque curve exactly the same as the V8. And the V8 is much more reliable right. for us at the moment, especially we, we privateers and amateurs. You know, we're not there to, to try and knock on the door of the first, you know, 10 or 20. I mean, my, my ambition is if we can get a top 20, that's what we're aiming for for next year. Uh, I also imagine part of what you do is just to be able to say that you've done a Dakar. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's mind-blowing once you're there and you, once you go through the experience and what it really means. And all those days, you know, sitting in a car, like I said, <laughs> it's a long 10, day. 11 hours. Sometimes Shit. you sit in the car for 18 hours, you know, if you have, you have problems, and you know, it's a long route. And you know, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a mind battle. You know, it's really... It's a mind shifter. Uh, I, I sort of jokingly said in the intro that you're a bit of a mechanic because there's a picture I've got in the article. I don't know if that's you under the car. But as you say, the, you're an amateur. You don't have a team of mechanics behind you, do you? Uh, you do. You take two, we take two mechanics. Okay. Like we, we only take two. Um, the Toyota guys and the professional guys will take four per car. We take two per car. Okay, right. um, because our cars are also not that sophisticated to mm. run and also budget-wise. Um, it's about what three hundred and fifty thousand rand per mechanic to take it to Dakar, so it, it gets pricey. <laughs> so we get by with two; <laughs> they get by with four. Okay, so, but when you're racing and you've got to do something, would you do that? 
uh, combination. So that, that's probably one of the, if you choose a navigator, uh, it's almost a 50-50 ratio. He's got to be technically strong, and obviously it has to be navigational strong. Mm-hmm. So it's almost 50, in, in my case, it's almost 50-50. Uh, good navigator, good technical guy. So he needs to know the car. Uh, he know if, if we have a problem, techni- you know, either um, a brake line problem or, I mean, if the engine fails, the engine fails. You don't have much tools. You've got limited tools. You can change your wheel. You can change your upper control arm, a lower control arm, the side shaft, you know, front or the back, not even the backs because you won't carry a back with you, uh, not, not on the race. So we, we carry a fair amount of space, like upper control arm, lower control arm, CV joints, some spare wheels. Sure. Uh, we carry a spare alternator, and we carry a spare um, oil pump. But that's it, you know, hydraulic pump. Okay, so. All that stuff you need to be able to change on the route if need be. You say that, Hedy, but I wouldn't even know where what an oil pump looks like. So don't even, <laughs> yeah. Especially if it's a V8 Mustang five liter. All I'm going to yep. check is just engine. Yes. Okay, so so you've done this before. So you did 2018. How did you do then? First time out there. Yeah, so we did 2018 and 2020. So last year was my second. Oh, you do it as well. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So 2018, we were lucky. We we finished 26 overall Mm -hmm. and uh, won the rookie challenge. So we were the first rookie uh, to finish in 2018. Um, so that was nice. Uh, first an African rookie as well. So we were lucky that, that we got there. Mm-hmm. Out of the 17 cars that were rookies in 2018, we were the two, two finished, and I was one sure. of the two. Well yeah. Done. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's a question of being in the right place at the right time. <laughs> we got lucky. And uh, yeah, 2020 uh, was not, not, well, then we finished 34, but on the last day we were 26 and we broke down oh. 85 kilometers from the end. No. The, the input shaft on the gearbox broke. So we someone had to tow us in. So the last 85 kilometers I spent behind the T4 truck. <laughs> oh, <dust>. no. <laughs> yeah. But, but we finished. Okay. So And, and there was, were, were those all in the same car? Uh, no. In 2020 was the Nissan mm-hmm. uh, Navara, the red, red line uh, Nissan. Uh, and now we're going back to the MROC, which I used in 2018. Right. Same car. We just... You, what we call it, we refresh it. You rebuild it. Okay. You know, uh, you know the engine is the same, the gearbox is the same, but it's, it's a, a redone gearbox, a prop shaft, all that. It's, it's all refreshed. You know, mm-hmm. so technically it's a new car um, for practical reasons. So you just rebuild them. So it's as good as new. Okay, if I was to, I mean, obviously you said the the Ford Mustang engine is there, but if I was to park yeah. a, an Amarok next to your Amarok. Yes. Next to each other. What, yes. what percentage of the one I've just bought off, off the floor is in your car? Uh, 0.1. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. so when you when, when I say somebody's driving an Amarok, it's really, that's just the sponsorship. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not as though we get any sponsorship from them. You know, I think <laughs> VW, we don't even get a cap or a shirt from them. You know, no. so... Yeah, you know, so unfortunately, there's no support from them on this. You know, you they say you do the car on your own, you know, your choice. But mm. so on the car is the, the grill, you know, the VW grill, and mine is the new one. And mine says V6. You must see how I, I confuse people at the races. <laughs> they say it says V6. They say, yeah, it's, it's the Niva, it's the new <laughs> diesel. You know, the, yeah. Yeah. they're impressed when you start that car. And I say, yes, that's <laughs> yeah. the first time and I've heard of V6 go like that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so the grill and the two lights. That's Amarok. Um, and the that rest? comes from VW. The grill and the lights. The grill and the two lights. Okay. And then you put in extra lights and everything else, suspension, wheels, yep. body parts, all of that. 
Yeah, so we run Riga suspension, which is a racing suspension, same as Toyota. So we all run the same, uh, the, the virtually the same suspension. It's either Riga shocks, but or Scott. Uh, but we all run the same. It's a racing, you know, uh, travel for us is three twenty at the back and three hundred at the front, you know, millimeters. Mm-hmm. And the minis, and as a, of course they two wheel drive, they got a bit longer travel. Mm-hmm. But we all run virtually Riga suspension, and then we all run Sadis uh, gearboxes, and. Um, so the side of gearboxes is six feet, and we all run them, you know, yeah. to stand it. Okay. Yeah. My, my guest is Henny de Klerk. He started his campaign for Dakar 2022 at the Bessie's Flay Inland Regional. How did it go there, Henny? Yeah, quite good. I mean, um, we finished, uh, actually, up until a couple of minutes ago, surprisingly, we were second. Uh, but uh, I just saw an update on the notice board, and the guys that was first um, missed something, and they got a five-minute oh. penalty. So we've just been promoted to first place. Oh, congratulations. So Yes. <laughs> yeah, are, so, you, are you racing again tomorrow? Uh, no, uh, our next race is only on the 13th of March. Okay, so congratulations. I imagine you want to go have a bottle of champagne or something now. Absolutely. Okay, okay. sorry to take you away from night. your celebrations. <laughs> Nothing, sir. We celebrated last week already, but yeah. <laughs> now I can celebrate again. Um, what, what sort of speeds are you getting in South Africa? And, and is it different? These races you do here, they're yeah. not the high dunes of the Sahara Desert, or of the, of yeah. the Saudi Desert. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, they're not. Uh, there's no dunes here in South Africa that we can race. Um, all the dunes that she has protected, so you can't tow. When we go do dunes, we do a lot of practice in Namibia. I go up there on a regular basis. Those are the biggest and the most difficult dunes in the world, I can tell you, because I've, I've done almost all the dunes now uh, in the world, including South America when, in 2018, Peru and stuff like that. They, they're very difficult as well, there's no doubt about it. But Namibia, uh, nothing stands back for Namibia. Saudi is surprisingly easy to dune. They're not high. They, they're technical, but they're not they're not uh, 30, 40, 50 meters high. You know, some of the stuff is can get quite high. Mm. Um, so they, they, yeah. So Saudi dunes are okay. They're not that difficult. Speed wise, we we cap now with 180, so we can't go f- faster than 180 kilometers. <laughs> That's our top speed of all the cars. 180 kilometers on soft sand. On soft sand, or not soft sand, because you you know that you, there will be too much resistance. You won't be able to do 180. But if you give me a hard pack. Yeah. You know, like a white, you know, two two uh, two sport bikey, you know, the kind of yeah, stuff yeah, on a yeah, farm. Yeah. Flat out, we'll do one eighty. You know, <laughs> and then you've got a a fence on the left, and you've got some trees on the right. You know, yeah. it gets it gets tight. And they know, so. they could be a turn at any point. You don't really know it's coming. That's why you, you, you always know about that. You'll get a good navigator, and he will count you down. Okay. The navigator is critical. You can never we can never go as fast as we can without a navigator. You know, they are. Uh, they're part of the car, you know, they're part of the, without that, because he counts you down, he says 500 meters, there's a 90 degree left, and then he counts you down, and then depending on your speed, you sort of adjust your braking point, you know, mm-hmm. if you're going very fast, you start braking maybe at 100 meters, because you're going so much quicker, you know, but if it's slower, you can brake later and so forth, but right. if you don't have him, you won't know, firstly, there's a left turn or a right turn, and you won't be able to know how far you are from that, because you're so concentrating um, you know, keeping an eye out for rocks and the, and the terrain and so forth when you're going so fast. So, navigators are integral. What's the condition like? What What's the life like inside of the car for those hours that you're spending in there? Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, in, in 2018, um, we, we had Bluetooth in the car, uh, which now is uh, disallowed. You can't have Bluetooth now anymore because they're making it more and more difficult for you to be able to communicate in a car to an outside team. Mm-hmm. 
uh, in 2018 when we still had Bluetooth, uh, my navigator then was Gerard and we had his phone was linked to Bluetooth so we listened to his albums <laughs> every day. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, Dakar, you have like three or four hours in the morning uh, of liaison mm-hmm. to get to the racing section. Then you'll have a, a four hour racing section and then you'll have another three to four hours back to the Bivyak. So in the car, you're probably between eight and ten hours a day. You, you're physically in the car. Um, yeah, and you talk about a lot of stuff, you know, eventually there's nothing to talk about anymore because you've literally talked about everything <laughs> and you start, you've listened to all the songs, you know them, you know, you know the track list and so forth. Mm. Yeah, but it's nice and you get to, you get to eat something, you know, after the race, they give you a nice package, uh, like a, a lunch, uh, lunch package mm-hmm. that's made of, um, paper. You open up, see what hasn't been broken yet because <laughs> the car obviously shakes so much. Yes. Yeah. And where, where do you wee? In the car. Sorry, say that again? Yeah. <laughs> in the car. You, you have three options. Yeah. You either wear a nappy. Yes. Okay. Or you wear what I do is a pee pipe. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you now how that works. Or thirdly is you wee just, just, just in the seat, you know, and afterwards you just, you know, the mechanics just wash the seat for you, you know, just for a bit of water. Yeah. And the fourth one is you, I suppose, you have four options. The fourth one is you, you, you stop and you climb out. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. But if you, you know, really racing and you're trying to make up time, you know, you, you, you that's the, that's the last option. Okay. So, so you have, you have a wee pipe. Yes. Yeah. So it's a, a medical catheter, you know, a condom that you uh, that you use, uh-huh. and it's connected to the pipe, you know, uh, and then the pipe you put the pipe next to your, your legs, and yeah. it comes out of the bottom of your feet. You know, at your racing pants, and you connect that to the little pipe that comes out of the car, and then you know, then you pee. You know, so if you, okay. but but um, believe me, it's it's extremely uncomfortable. You still mind of a matter uh, uh. sitting in a car strap because remember we strapped in tightly. You know, very tight, as tight as possible. It's maybe actually, maybe doing 120 k's now. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> so it's quite difficult peeing, even though it sounds. It's even if you have an happy, it's difficult to pee. You know, it's yeah. really yeah. And then afterwards, I just don't like the nappy idea. You know, it's just, mm. yeah. Um, but it's one of those things. You learn, you learn something new every day, Henny Declare. I tell you <laughs> what. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, because I, I used to be a cyclist, and I've also had to mm. be while I'm riding. And it's like you say, it's yes. it's a difficult thing to do. Yep. Yeah. But I don't want to talk. Mean, yeah. I don't want to yeah. talk too much about wing. Okay. So <laughs> it's 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 a thing. While you're driving, it just happens. Yes. Yes, yeah. I mean, you try to loosen up a little bit on on, on your, your safety belts because yeah. we've got that five-point harness, which yeah. is quite, like I said, which tight because yeah. you want to be really tight in the seat because if you have a rollover or something or a big impact, your, your lower back's going to get injured. So mm-hmm. you really want to be s- sitting tight in the seat. And But then if you have the opportunity, you really have a big wee, you try and loosen it up and lift <laughs> your bum, bum a little bit and try and convince your brain that, that it's okay. You know, you can pee now, but... Sure. Yeah, the funny thing is, once you start doing it, you know, in the beginning you get this warm sensation around down your leg. Yeah, and, and mine over matter until you see the the, the the pee coming out at the bottom of the pipe, you still think you are being yourself, you know, until you realise, you know, it's not. It's actually going out of the pipe, but it's quite a thing to get used to. Are we going to use this as a radio promo? I'm telling you what, uh, Henny. Just to wrap it up now, you're obviously prepping now for 2022. So, what is this? What are the processes? What are the steps you take and, and the races you do between now and then? Yeah, so it's a combination of preparation. You know, personal preparation, you know, personal fitness and, and, and mind, stamina, and so forth. So mm-hmm. that, that that's quite a big thing. 
Secondly, we've got to prep the car and make sure. So we're taking the car through its paces now. So we're having a fuel pressure problem suddenly on the car. You know, we've never had it suddenly the car is having fuel pressure problems. So that's why we do this local racing and to see if the, if the problem is there and if we sort it out. And mm. it's not, so it's not solved yet. So we'll, you know, we'll take the car for its basis and make sure everything works. Um, once everything works, we'll, and I'm happy with the car, we'll actually, you know, then, then we'll freeze the car. We'll take it off and put it in storage and because then, then everything runs. Um, but also in combination is you, you, you take your support truck. It's now called the T5. Um, which is which carries all your space. Um, for me, it's an Isuzu NPS 300, which we've converted into, uh, it must be 4x4, uh, because the Bivyaks are always sandy and stuff like that. They don't mm, allow mm. 2x4s in there. So it's a little bit 4x4. It fits perfectly in, in a container with my race car. But that, that that little car, you know, that little truck, all your spares are in there, your, your extra tires. We take 30 tires with us, Okay. So all the tires that we use there must be fitted here on the rims as well. So you've got to pack them. Sure. Um, all your wheels are going to go with you. You know, everything inside, all the, you know, your spare upper control arms, your spare diffs, mm. uh, everything that's spare. Because remember, we're doing next year will probably be 6,000 kilometers of racing kilometers, sure. which for us is all about two seasons of, of racing. So wow. you've got to take enough space to replace a certain amount of stuff on a regular, you know, on, on, on the frequency. Every second day you'll change oils. Every third day you might just change some of the rose joints. And then, you, you know, you've got a list, you know, depending on how much mileage yeah, they've yeah. done and so forth. So that, that's all the preparation. Fascinating. Henny de Klerk, thanks very much for joining us. Go and celebrate that first place now. Thank you very much. Thanks for the call. Thanks Henny, for the opportunity. Henny de Klerk taking part in the 2022 Dakar in Saudi Arabia. He and navigator Adrian Ritz uh, have uh, decided they're gay to enter. Good luck to them.